Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome to Amplified. We have a very unique show, a show that's almost unpredictable. So uh, the guest and the audience are really going to have a lot of fun and a lot of transformation experience this time. And also, for the first time in about three weeks, Rosa is back, not necessarily from her acting career. She's still on call and she's doing some acting today, but I wanted to welcome her back. I always am excited when she's part of the show. How are you doing, Rosa? I'm so happy to be back. I missed you and I missed the show. All right. Well, we got to find some events to go to so we can uh, see what each other looks like. We may have changed a lot since last time. <laughs> Absolutely. So w- tell me about this uh, acting job. It sounds pretty cool. Well, actually, because of my confidentiality agreement, I can't tell you. <laughs> okay. Well, I really appreciate all that information. <laughs> and I will let you know when it airs. <laughs> okay. That's fair. All right. So we have Wendy Yellen, who's uh uh, an amazing person. Very excited to have her on the show. And I'm going to go ahead and do the bio at this time. Wendy Yellen named one of the international top three transformational experts in her field, supports people of heart and integrity around the world to live a full, passionate, successful, and unshackled life of love, awareness, and compassion without it costing them their soul. Wendy had a 100%, 100% referral waiting list only private practice in psychotherapy in Houston, Texas. She closed her practice completely just to be on the show. And I couldn't believe it when she told me that she did that um, because she no longer believed in any of the traditional and non-traditional therapies that uh, she was certified in. Years later, when she was reintroduced to the father of eidetics uh, imagery, Dr. Ashker, Ashker at, uh, Asin, um, she knew she would found the Holy Grail of transformation work and jumped back into the working with people and transformation. Since then, she has introduced thousands of men and women around the world to evidence-based treatments and eidetics. This practice based on ancient Greek knowledge and 21st century science uses the power of eidetics images to enable business people and creatives to unlock their full potential and remove the weight of old, often unseen vulnerabilities which have been holding them back. So how exciting is that, Rosa? I mean, we are. Um, it's, 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 just, uh, it's so exciting and scary at the same time. <laughs> You're not kidding. I mean, I, you know, sometimes we're afraid of how powerful we can be. In fact, the, yeah. the biggest fear I think we have besides uh, public speaking is success. And so we do allow, um, we allow ourselves to believe things so that we can be more comfortable in life. So I think I could mm-hmm. not be going into a show with more vulnerability and more of an unknown. So as my son would say, he was four and a half years old, he would say, Dad, that's courageous. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we're both so Wendy, very courageous. <laughs> all right, Wendy, well, this is kind of your show more than it's our show. So I, I do encourage you to take the lead. I certainly have some questions to ask you, but I know that those questions will be more relevant once we uh, experience some of this. So go ahead. Okay, first I want to, your son said it, so well, um, Dad, you're courageous. So I wanted to echo that in my own words, that what, you're, what Ken and Rosa, if Rosa can stay for long enough today, are, that when they've, I wanted to mention this to all of the listeners, what Ken and Rosa are demonstrating today is true leadership. 
because true leadership includes visibility and vulnerability. It's not some big shield that you put up around you and pound your chest and I'm great and I'm perfect. And it's, it, it has much more to do with leading all of us by being open and honest and real. And that in itself leads others just by the, but just by doing that. So because we're going to do an experiential piece of eidetics today, I'm going to be working with Ken Rose, if she's here long enough, and with mm-hmm. all of the listeners, too, all of you. I'm going to be doing this really unusual process while we're together and using Ken and Rosa as kind of samples. And I just, I really want to acknowledge both of you because that is not something that every prominent person is willing to do. Well, I will say, Wendy, about roughly a half hour ago, I said, what was I thinking? I signed up for a live, unknown experience. This could be the craziest show. I might have all my listeners say, that guy is wacky. And although I am, I didn't want them to know that. And so I thought, Rosa, we should have gotten a pre-record time so we could make sure the show is going to be good. <laughs> You're not the first person to think that. And I have to, I was, so I've been doing this work for almost, for, working with people for almost 40 years. And this, so I'm a, I listen by profession, right? And so on Saturday, I went to a compassionate listening workshop. And the night before, I thought to myself exactly what you said. What was I thinking? <laughs> so, you know, no matter where you are, that it, it, to really open yourself to the next place, it takes courage, just like your four-and-a-half-year-old son, four-and-a-half-year-old son said. So let's, let's, let me tell a couple stories about myself, just so people can get to know me a little tiny bit, and then we're going to do the experience and spend a lot of time with the experience. So to help you know a little, a little bit more about me as a person, when I was younger, I, I grew up during a time when um, parents had, I think, a little bit more control, so to speak, over their kids. So I was wearing a dress that I was a kid, and my mother had picked out this dress, and I was wearing it, and it was, oh, it was scratchy. The collar came all the way up to my neck, and it was too tight, and it, and the length was, like, way below my knees, and I felt like my maiden Aunt Lily. Not that Lily wasn't a wonderful person, because I loved Aunt Lily, but she looked like a dowdy old lady, and that's how I felt. But I'm a kid, and I'm in school, and I grew up in Buffalo, and there's a lot of snow in the winter. So not only am I wearing this awful dress that makes me feel so restricted, I'm also wearing boots with it. So now that even compounds how awful I feel. And I'm so mad about feeling this constraint and this restraint that I'm outside in front of the school, and I am stomping with my feet really hard into the snow the words, I am not Kuth. I am not Kuth. And now, I didn't even know if there was such a word, Kuth. I knew there was uncouth, but I didn't care. It was like I had all this energy about, the sh- I felt shackled, I felt controlled, and I couldn't stand it. So, flash forward to what Ken mentioned in what you mentioned in my introduction, where I have a a practice of psychotherapy. 
I was trained in uh, traditional and many forms of non-traditional kinds of psychotherapy. My practice is full. My clients are referring their friends and family to me, which is amazing. That says they loved what they were getting and they trusted me. But I real and I, as you said, I had a 100% referral and a waiting list, but it's like I couldn't do it any longer because it felt to me as a client and also as a therapist that what I was doing wasn't enough and if this was all the change that was possible in a human being, I wouldn't do it anymore. And so I, like, as you said, I closed the practice because I, now you're, you're not supposed to do that in the, in the grand scheme of the way the world is quote unquote supposed to work. You get success and you stick with it. But I was, mm-hmm. I couldn't stand it. Again, I felt like I was in that too tight, too matronly dress. And so I stopped and I was never going to go back to practicing um, therapy or transformation with people until I rediscovered the work that we're going to do in a few moments. And when I had first heard about it 20 years before, I was so in my head that nothing that I was hearing made any sense because I couldn't stop my head from judging it and talking to myself and defending myself. But 20 Mm -hmm. years later, when I rediscovered it by, quote-unquote, accident, by calling the wrong number, (laughs) telephone (laughs) number, I... I could. I had done enough work at that point that I could be more open, and I thought, "Oh my goodness, this, this is it. This actually makes the level of change that I wanted to help people achieve." And so I jumped in with both feet. I took the three-year training, and I got certified. I actually was the only person in my class out of maybe twelve to fifteen. That, that actually went all the way through. And I, and I dropped all my other certifications because to me, this, for, for me, this is it. And that's why I want to go through the demonstration and, and help you all see what's possible. Well, before you do, Wendy, I just want to say that when you are taught what knowledge there is to actually acquire to be a, a transformational person or a leader or someone of impact, you unfortunately do find out sometimes that what you learned is not the most cutting edge or it can even be the complete opposite. And I had this realization when I worked an event last year called Doctors Who Rock. And these Doctors Who Rock were going against what normal medicine, wisdom, experience, and recommendations dictate, which is medication and uh, you know just all the things that actually make us less well. And yeah. so I applauded, yeah, so I applauded them because they broke away from their peers to actually be the leader and also, and you know, they're going to get ostracized. There's so much money, obviously, connected to a message and, and a meaning. When we yeah. as a society mean, uh, believe in a meaning, that's because a government or, or the leaders want it to be that meaning. It's, it's, it's moldable. So I, I applaud you for being brave enough to close down your practice to accept a new light and also to be that light for, for others. Thank you for that. I appreciate the 
the recognition because it, it wasn't easy, and yet I felt I had no choice. And exactly, you know, what, what is common sense, like what these doctors are going against, what is common sense is actually often doesn't make all that much sense. <laughs> it's just common. Well, I mean, look at, look at cigarettes. I mean, isn't that amazing that uh, <laughs> there had to be a fight to actually prove that, yeah. golly gee, Putting nicotine at high doses and smoking yes. unpure air could be yes. bad for you. Is that possible? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So that's a great lead-in because one of the things that people are doing a lot right now, that which for me does not work, for me personally does not work, is they're trying to use the conscious mind, the logical mind, to convince people, well, you should just do this. And then, and then, so let's say you take a, a business coach who's trying to help a client increase their business, and the business coach will has many, many wonderful tools to give the client, and the client doesn't do them, or does right. them for too short a time, or does them too little, or does anything but follow through and at the same time the client is paying the business coach to tell them what to do now this is so common because when a person is not doing all that they can or should be in in trying in doing their best to reach their dreams it's more information and telling someone trying to be logical with them cannot work. And the reason I can say that so clearly is because if it was going to work, it would have already. So this mm-hmm. is where the work I do comes in is because people, people are insistently blind to what they're doing. They literally don't know, like your spouse can tell you or your best friend can tell you, and it just doesn't go in. We, we are incredibly blind to some of the most basic ways that we're stopping ourselves. And it doesn't make any sense because we're stopping ourselves from the things we want the most. But that's what people do. And that's why I, I love this work. So do you and have any comment dis- on that before I jump into the experience? I do. Let's I do, do have a comment. I have, I, well, I have, I have a comment. <laughs> the, the love is blind is actually a great, uh, point in what you just shared is that when we believe in a meeting with our heart soul and our whole identity we can't be we're blind to any other meaning being possible because we love being attached to that mm-hmm. that makes sense and for us to be mm-hmm. living in that yeah. so I, I think that's a really important point is that anyone listening the only way you really grow is actually to admit that you don't know everything in fact you could even go further and say i know nothing and that way you have a complete mm-hmm. open white canvas to accept Anything is possible, and through that anything is possible, you'll get new meaning and clarity of how you can live a more powerful life. So with that, Wendy, go ahead. Okay. All right. So I'm going to set um, some set up the stage so that those of you who are listening and Ken and Rosa can get the most out of this. So first of all, pick something that you'd like to experience a shift in or on. So that could be, it could have to do with relationship, it could have to do with something with your work, it could have to do with the way you're dealing with yourself or something else. And it's something that's important. Can it be two things or it has to only be one? Well, since we have such a limited time, 
It might be easier to pick one, but for you, Ken, at least in a moment, I'll have you tell me both. Okay. Okay, but it, for, given how little time we have, I would, if you can pick one, yes, but otherwise we'll, we'll, we'll hear both because they may be okay. related. Maybe. Now, second of all, when I start to work with all of you, there are a couple things. First of all, this is called eidetic imagery. It was developed by Dr. Akhtar Asen, who is my mentor. It has nothing to do with visualization. So if you've worked with images before or visualization, just see if, like Ken was saying before, if you could let your mind just be open because this is not that. Second of all, in the work we're going to do today, it's going to involve seeing some images that are already inside of you. And they're going to be completely unique to every single person. So they may be positive. They may be negative. What Ken and Rosa will experience will not be what you'll experience. Everybody's different. But I'm going to show you what to do with that at the end. Also, in the images, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to, the instruction will involve some things about your parents. Now, please hear me on this. We are not going to be dealing with history or memory. Again, this is not history and it's not memory. Even though it involves your parents, it involves the way you have taken them inside and they are creating thought patterns and behavior patterns and feeling patterns that are destructive of what matters most to you. And also, we're going to go through this relatively quickly. For some people, it's going to be way too fast. For some, not. Don't worry about that. Again, I'll show you a way to do this on your own and get a deeper experience. And finally, a couple things can happen right now. Either you'll see ways that you're stopping yourself, hopefully in a way that you've never experienced before way that you're stopping yourself, and that is of enormous value. And I'm also going to work really uh, hard to create a shift for Ken and Rosa so that they'll get to experience that. But either way, if you see something that you're, a way that you're blocking yourself, experiencing it, or you feel a breakthrough, either way. Okay, so... um, Ken, what would what are the one or two things that you wanted to work with? So I think they are related. Uh, one is abundance, and one is time. So time with my family. My son and my wife both complain that I work too much, and that I'm not available enough as a father or husband. And so that's one. And then abundance, from a standpoint, I feel like if I had more of the abundance or a lifestyle business, that I would be able to spend the time I want to spend with them. Okay, so. When your wife says you're not as available as she would like, what is she actually saying? Uh, She's saying, well, I know one part she's saying is that she does not like me traveling uh, on business trips because I'm completely away from the family. And my son shuts down. He doesn't really like to do FaceTime or talk. He's, it's in a way a punishment (laughs) Um, Mm. when I'm away and I call him, he doesn't want to take the phone call or, or even acknowledge anything. And once I'm home, he just runs to me and he and he's very excited to see me poem. And then he asked me the first thing, he goes, you're not going on another business trip, are you? So, yeah, yeah. 
that's probably a, a good way of explaining it. I think when I'm here, um, my wife sees me on the computer a lot. I do a lot of photography post-production, so uh, I steal any hour I can to get caught up on, on projects. But uh, that's certainly not as big an issue as the travel. Okay. And do you want to travel less, too? I do, or I want to travel with them. I mean, the abundance of taking them with me is probably the ultimate solution, is probably traveling half as much, but bringing them with me, um, the other half would be, like, ideal. And so what? let's just say in 30, I was just going to say, just to give you kind of a picture, in 30 days I might travel 15. And before I was traveling 25, so I've cut it down to yeah. half now. But I would love for them to be with me for seven of those 15, just so that I pick, like, if I'm going to Orlando or something fun, that they could be in a resort and we could spend time together. So it's something you're already working with, and yet I think there is a, there's a – would you say, if that this is correct, as it feels pretty difficult to do more? to shift it even more at this point, and that's why you're bringing it up, or would you say something different? I would say it's still a challenge, but I've, yeah. made, I, I've, made, I've made definitely some improvements, but I have a ways yeah. to go, that's for sure. Okay, so we're going to look at that challenge. And Rose, are you still with us? She might yes, have been called into her. I have to be oh. a little quiet, but yes, I'm here. <laughs> okay, what is your, uh, what, what would you like to experience a shift in? I think it's um, more success. I think that I have the potential to be more successful than I am, and there's just something there. I I lost Rosa. Did you? I did not lose Rosa. I I can hear her fine. Say more. Rosa, you said you want more success, and then what else after that? Just that I feel like I'm stopping myself somehow. You know, just, you know, my my, my abundance, like like say, like Ken says. (laughs) And how does that show up? Give us an example. Um, I would say more in in that I should at least I, I feel like I should be farther along than I am. Farther along, okay. The, okay. You know, you know, even financially and just with the things that I'm doing, it just feels like um, it's just taking too long to get to where I think I need to be or what I would like to be, rather. Okay, and then when it takes too long, what what happens inside you? Do you beat yourself up, or do you work even harder and then have no life, or like what happens? Um, both. I think I, I feel I feel bad. I think there's you know sometimes I you know like I have people tell me how great I am and I have trouble believing it. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So I just I want to say um, that so again what Ken and Rose are doing are being honest, which is incredible, and I. As we're doing the work right now, I hope you'll all take this as an example and be really honest with yourself. So everybody has this thing that you want to work on. And, again, we're working without a net, right? I'm working with Mm -hmm. Ken and Rosa together and then all of you. So I'm going to give you one image out of thousands, and then we're going to see what happens with it. You can do this with your eyes open or closed. I would not suggest you do it while you're driving. Obviously, you do not close your eyes if you're driving. So, um, Wait a second, Wendy. Yes? Wendy, let me pull over because I am driving and I also have a net in front of me just in case I drove too fast while I was doing this practice. So let me just (laughs) remove the net and stop driving. Okay, now I'm ready. That's good, Ken. (laughs) Glad to have you fully with us. (laughs) Go for it. 
Okay. So, see your parents in the house that you think of as a home, the house you grew up in, from a time when you're growing up. I'll say it again. See your parents in the house that you think of as a home, the house you grew up in, from a time when you're growing up. Now, do not choose what you think you should see. This is important. Just let the image appear in front of you. It may be vivid. It may be vague. If you're trying to control the image, you will get nothing from the experience. So the way to do that is to wait. Wait for it to show up. You'll get glimmers. Some of you will get full-blown images with lots of details, but when I started, that's not what happened to me at all. Now, when you see them, you can look through your young eyes, you in the image, and, and actually look and see, okay, where is Father? In this image, in this moment, and what is he doing? And then, where is Mother? In this image, and what is she doing? It doesn't matter if one died or there was a divorce. Just let your deeper, eidetic consciousness show you whatever it's going to show you. And take and see it. And there may be some feelings attached. Again, where is Father in this specific image? And what is he doing? And where is Mother in this image? And what is she doing? Now, keep, let your mind just, if your mind is like racing or talking to you, just put your attention on the image itself and use your eyes to see it. Again, don't worry if it's vivid or vague. That part is not, um, has nothing to do with anything for this work. So as you look at Father, what, notice how you feel, the young you. So you're looking through your young eyes, if you can. And you notice, how does it feel to see him in this image and what he's doing, to see what he's doing, and how does it affect you? Whatever way it affects you is fine. Just notice it and let it affect you. And then, again, you you may need more time, but for the sake of the uh, demonstration, we'll go a little fast. And then see Mother... What is she doing? Where is she? What is she doing? And how are you feeling, this young you, still from your growing up years, how are you feeling as you see her? It doesn't matter if this is the wrong age for the wrong house. You don't worry about that stuff because that's your conscious mind just trying to get in there and muck things up, and you don't want that. You want to see what you see. And notice, for those of you that are able to feel right now, notice if this feeling is familiar or not, or if it's the feeling that you wish you've been feeling more lately but are not. It'll be most likely one of those two. You'll be feeling something uncomfortable that you is familiar, or you'll be feeling something that's wonderful and you wish you could still feel it and you're not. Something like that. 
or just maybe mm-hmm. neutral and you might be up in your head and thinking about memories. That's something else that happens. So I'm going to ask Rosa, mm-hmm. could, you, could you share with us at, in a moment what, mm-hmm. what you're seeing, but stay seeing it. And a note to everybody that's listening, as you're listening to Rosa and Ken, it's not about thinking about what they should do or what the solution is. The way that you can get more for yourself right now is by looking at what they're showing us and feeling it yourself. That is a beautiful way to actually go deeper into your own image. So, Rosa, what do you see? I see my father um, in front of the TV. He's watching. Uh, he's watching TV. He's wearing a T-shirt and he's just watching his favorite show. I know that. Okay. <laughs> and how do you feel when you see him? Happy. Happy. Happy, and, and you know, I feel like we're watching the show. You know, like he's. You know, I see him, but I know I'm there with him watching the show. Yes. And how old do you feel? Um, I'm small. I'm like probably, you know, maybe five. Maybe five. Okay, great. Now, as you look at your image, where's your mother? What's she doing? And how do you feel? My mom is in in the kitchen, and it feels really, uh, it feels really irrelevant where she is. Irrelevant, you said. Yeah, I mean, like I'm not concerned as to where she is. I. You know what I mean? It's like she's not part of that moment. Okay. So is it as you look at father and as you look at mother? Mm-hmm. Um, so you're what I'm seeing with you. Correct me if any of this is off. Is so you're really happy being there with your father. It's a moment that you're sharing together. You're there, and and, and mom at this moment is irrelevant, and you're all your mm-hmm. feelings and your. Uh, existence is with your dad, happy while he's watching TV, and you're there with him. It's like you yes. two are together. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And mom, it doesn't matter, right? At this moment. Right. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So now, as you keep, I'm going to show. I'm going to work with Rosa. You can all try this, and Ken, you can try it in your image too. If there's some way you can adapt what I'm uh, my questions. So Rosa, as you. Look at your. Continue looking at your father through your five-ish mm-hmm. year old eyes, mm-hmm. and what he's doing, and how he looks watching TV, and what it feels like to be happy to be there with him. And um, mm-hmm. we're going to deepen it that way. So keep looking and tell us what you see, even if it's the same. Just let it percolate inside you. Let let yourself see and feel it, and stay with it. And talk to us about what you're seeing and feeling. Um, he's he's young himself, very young. Um, so he's um, just kind of relaxed. I mean, I see him wearing just a t-shirt, and he's just not really thinking about anything else. Just kind of enjoying the moment, not really doing anything, you know. And you know, I do have the sense that my mom is in the background doing work, but he's not doing anything or worried about her working or not working. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. As you feel your mom in the background doing work and he's not concerned, check and see if that is 
something that you're aware of, too, and if that's affecting you or if you're still 100% with your dad. Just make sure. Whatever it is is fine. Say, say that again. I didn't catch you. Yeah. So you said, so I get the sense that mom is in the background do, doing work. Mm-hmm. And as you get the sense of that, does mm-hmm. that, how does that feel to the young you, even if it's just subtle? Mm-hmm. Um, it just, again, I, it's, 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 it's funny because I don't feel... Um, it's kind of expected. I don't feel any any necessarily good or bad towards it. I just kind of that's the way it is, and I'm just happy that I'm here with him and not have to worry about it. I see. Does that make any sense? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So it's this is normal. Mom's in the background working, and you don't have to worry about it in this image right now. Mm-hmm. Is the it, okay now? As you look at Dad, you get one feeling, which is you get a wonder a wonderful feeling of relaxing and not thinking about things. Mm-hmm. He's not thinking about things, and that is, if I'm understanding what you're saying correctly, and if I'm looking at it with you, it helps you not to be thinking about things too. You're just with him, and he's young and more relaxed, and that is is uh, it's. Kind of like you're with him in that way. Is that is that correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes. then now, just look at mother. Just look at her mm-hmm. in the kitchen for a moment, and tell me when you see her doing work and being busy. What happens to the young you when you just look over there? Um, when I'm just just looking at her, it's just. Um... <laughs> It just feels like um, almost almost sad and stressful if you want to think about it. Just kind of like just she doesn't seem like she's happy. I don't think she's angry or anything like that. But there's just not real even importance on her part to be happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's just going what she's doing. It's not like she's mad because we're not doing anything. No. But at the same time, she doesn't even think about just sitting down and joining us either. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I'm going to um, make a suggestion with you, Rosa. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. as you look at her, not even thinking about sitting down with you all. Mm-hmm. So what happened was when you're when you're what we're seeing is the way that which is what everybody does, Rosa. We have a divided mind. So you talked about wanting to feel better about yourself. You know, when mm-hmm. people, in, in terms of when people say something to you, you don't positive, you don't believe it, and things mm-hmm. are taking too long in terms of the mm-hmm. success angle. So there's a kind of a, a pressurized feeling about success. It's a, 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 a mm-hmm. yes, is, is that fair to say something like yes, that? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yes. when you and here we have an image of your mom who's just busy and is not even thinking about joining the family and, and kind of being happy together. And Dad being looking so young and relaxed, but you, the young you, is actually experiencing both. Mm-hmm. It's affecting, mm-hmm. both yes. are affecting, right? So yes. when you look at these two, when you really look at these two, which one 
draws you in more when you really let yourself look. Which one pulls at you more? Your mother image or your father image? Not what you wish um, would happen, but what's right, happening right. My, beyond my, you. My mother's, my mother's image. Absolutely. That's, that's what pulls me to, yeah. yeah, yeah yes. But, yes, of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you feel when that her image pulls you? Um, just burden. Burden. Yeah, exactly. like a burden, like, like it's up to me to do everything kind of yes. thing. Yes, exactly. And is that a fam- um, familiar feeling in your business when things aren't going as fast as you want? I think that's a familiar feeling in my entire life. <laughs> okay. All right. Exactly. I didn't even think about it until now when you said that. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm my mom. <laughs> okay. Well, this is what we all do. This is how we we practice, with mm-hmm. not wanting to, we practice mm-hmm. being like the parent who's the least effective in the area where we're having trouble. And they take, mm-hmm. they take up more room in our psyche. Now, it, I am not telling you, okay, now you know this, now do something, now, now that you know this, you'll do something different. That is mm-hmm. just a mental state. That's just a mental thing. I'm going to give you an exercise to do right now while I work with Ken and then come back mm-hmm. and see what happens. So you okay. said, and all of you can try this or you can stay with me with Ken. So you said that, um, when you look at her, it seems like mm, like she doesn't even think about coming and joining the family, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what I would like you to do is, and I'm going to set you onto this task and then come back. So mm-hmm. feel, actually, let's do this. See that a cool wind comes down from the heavens. And it's a gift from the gods. And it swirls around the five-year-old you. And it starts to cool you down. It cools that mind down, and it cools you down. And as you see it swirling around you and cooling you, out pops you, number two. Number one disappears. So notice mm-hmm. what number two looks like and what it does. And I'll be back. Okay? Okay. Got it? Yeah? Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Just stay with it. Let it keep moving. And remember, Rosa, this is your imaginal realm. And you mm-hmm. have total free reign here. So just let it do whatever it's going to do and feel it. Okay. Okay? All right. Okay. So, Ken... I don't know if you're staying with your image or you did some of what I suggested with Rosa, but tell us where you are right now with your image. I am in the chair with Rosa's dad, and he's hugging me, and we're watching his favorite show, and I'm pointing over to Rosa saying, stop looking at us. <laughs> oh, stop looking at us. <laughs> no, I, I that was just for comedic value, Let's uh, oh, to be okay. serious. Okay, so let's go so, back to the beginning with you. I think that would yeah, be so, best. It is. So, um, yeah, it was an image I hadn't thought of for a long time, and it was my dad in uh, his Army officer uniform coming home to Galesburg, Illinois, a small Midwestern town, 
And I guess it's around five o'clock in the afternoon or six when he's coming home from work. And I'm feeling timid and excited at the same time. Timid and excited. And how old are you? Twelve. Twelve. Thirteen, maybe. Okay. What was that? Or thirteen. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, as you're watching your... So watch your dad. We're just going to stay with dad for now. See your dad coming home from work. Are you... So he's still outside the house and you can see him or, or what? Yes. He's approaching the porch, yeah. Okay. So let's just leave him out out there for now. And you, how, where are you seeing, watching him from? I think outside, actually. You're outside? Okay. So when you see him, now this, of course, is a memory, but because we're not working with memory, because all memory does is repeat itself, we're working with images, which um, c- contain the seeds of what we're looking for. So you want to wa- let it become a memory image. So you want to look now and just keep watching him come in, or not come in, but they're still outside, and look through your 12 or 13-year-old's eyes and feel the, you know, the timid feeling and also feel the excited feeling and whatever else is there. And tell us what you're seeing when you look at him when he's still outside the house. And that's a good point because I wasn't inside or outside. I just saw both sides of it, I guess. So um, what I'm uh, seeing is that I, I think I'm seeing pride or that he's excited to be home. You think. So look a little closer because this this work, you really, really use your eyes, which are an access to a different part of you than the, the thought patterns and the memories. Okay. So take your time and look through the young use eyes, the young boy's eyes, young okay. man's eyes, and tell us literally what the young you is seeing and feeling, all of it, even the subtle stuff. Okay, so I would say anxiety. Okay, what are you seeing that tells, that gives you the anxiety? Um, his face looks unsure. Okay, good, Ken. Now, now you're now you're really looking. So keep looking and see the unsureness, and watch it through your young eyes. Continue to watch it and tell us what you see and what you feel. Uh, kind of tough here, but because uh, it's trying to interpret what I see, and please don't. Please don't. Don't interpret. Don't interpret, right? Okay. Don't go in your head. It'll take you away. All right. So I'm seeing him excited about approaching the house, but uh, I think just I think the best word is just anxiety. It's it's that he's come off of a a day that's uh, stressful. But again, that's interpretation. I don't want to do that. Okay, but there's some anxiety. And when you see his anxiety, how does it affect the young you? I think that's the timidness that I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now, when you feel the timidness and you see his anxiety, we're just going to stay with this, out of it, not an interpretation, which you've been staying out of well, and keep looking, see his anxiety, Feel your timidness and tell us what you see. 
what's happening in the whole image. It doesn't have to change, but it might change. Just tell us. The change part isn't important. You just want to keep watching. Well, I, I'm watching and I'm not seeing very much change. When you were doing the with Rosa, I was actually trying to keep the exercise on my point yeah. with my dad and mom. So I, I don't really see much of a difference. I'll tell you a thought that I had is <laughs> whether I've been good that day. <laughs> ah, okay. That's what the young you is, whether I've been good that day. So now yeah. as you have the thought, have I don't whether I've been good this day. Mm-hmm. And again, these images are not like movies. It doesn't have to be this whole technicolor story. Sometimes just staying with what is in the image is the absolute gold for you. So as you're feeling and wondering if you are good this day, then what's happening inside you? Do you have the sense you were or you weren't or that, that you know, what's going on inside the young you with that thought? Um, probably that I wasn't and that I caused some mischievous <laughs> things. So, okay, yeah, there's anx- that's the anxiety. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Now, I'm going to go back to Rosa in a minute, and I know okay. I want to leave a couple minutes at the end to make sure I connect with everybody who's doing this for themselves. Or what I'd and like I, only have to... like, I only have like a minute or two before I need to go. Sorry. Okay. Ken, I'm going to come... in the sense. Ken, I'm coming back. <laughs> okay. Rosa, tell us what happened. Um, Rosa, yeah, really, uh, yeah. I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm not really yeah. sure. It just what did when you I feel the, when I feel the wind and stuff that comes out. Um, I just see a, like a literally brighter me, like physically brighter me. Yes, and I feel I, like a better me. I don't know what that means. <laughs> you can actually feel like a better you. You feel mm-hmm. like a better you. Yeah, like, I mean, like, if it was a gift, that's how I would. Okay. I know that you have to go, and I know that you were doing this without even knowing if you could stay for the whole time, so thank you so much. Um, I'll make some comments, and uh, if you need it, and you and I will connect later, okay? Mm -hmm. Okay? Okay. All right, so I want to say a word to everybody about, well, actually, let me go back to you, Ken. So... Ken, let's do this. Look through, what's your son's name, your four-and-a-half-year-old's name? Uh, his name's Kenny. He's named after my dad. Kenny, named after you. As am I. your dad I'm and yourself. After... Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. So, so see, look through Kenny's eyes when he's, now don't go into your head about this. Look through Kenny's eyes, either when you're leaving or when you're coming back from a trip. Just look and see if you mm-hmm. can give yourself this gift. Yeah, it's easy. What do, you, what do you actually see and feel through his eyes? I see his eyes uh, in despair or in sadness and maybe not... Feeling like he's enough, or he's doing it right, or he blames himself that I'm leaving. Yeah. And I can feel that even though you might have had this thought before, that right now you're really taking it in, yes? Right, yes, big time. Okay. So you stay with that and let yourself 
absorb that, like really let yourself see it because that is an incredible gift really for yourself. And I'm going to um, talk about some things to everybody. So what we did here, what I did with Ken and Rosa and what I'm hoping you each experience was what's actually happening inside you all the time. It doesn't have anything to do with uh, your relationship with your parents and how you deal with them right now. I mean, it does, but way more importantly, it has to do with what's going on internally for you right now. So it's about the patterns that are inside of you. With Rosa, we, we didn't get a chance to complete it, but Rosa really got to see how even though she had, and this is so typical of people, it's so human, we got to see how the positive parent, father who was able to be happy and relaxed, was not the parent that her, she was most captivated by, her mind was captivated by mother working and not being able to actually join in the fun. And that is, and it it felt really familiar to Rosa, really, really familiar to her. And, And then she went into the key phrase, I feel like it's up to me to do everything. So you see how the pattern starts to happen. Now, it's not about, oh, okay, I see, whatever you may have seen, something positive or negative, but it's not about, okay, now I understand, now I have to go do something about it. The work with eidetics is actually spending time with the images which do the work for you. So, for example, one time I worked with a woman and she saw herself in this, what really helped her in this little sample session we did was she ended up in a nature place with her dog. And after the end, she said, oh, I can see I really need to spend more time in nature and with my dog. But you know what? Everybody knows that. That doesn't help. What what was helpful and the change agent is what happens when you spend more time looking. And it starts to open you up to the resources that are underneath the painful places. Now, with Ken, what I did was I, I, I wanted... Ken's really smart. You all know this. You've been listening to him. And what he did was he went beyond the thinking and beyond the understanding and analysis and felt his own sense of what happened when he would see his father coming home, which was that he felt both timid and excited, but also he could perceive the anxiety in father, and he felt it himself, and then starts, maybe I did something wrong. And then he had the courage to go into the image with his son, which any of you who have children probably were doing with him, and could see the true experience of what's happening through his son's eyes in life. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to stop traveling or have to stop doing whatever it is that's causing that in the, in the child, but to get the experience of how the other person is being affected by your behavior, not just the thought, but to actually have it hit home is super, super, super important. And a lot of my clients in my mastermind and my private clients, 
like they, the ones that have children, they see what their own experience in their childhood in a really deep way, and then they see how they're doing it with their children, and it's horrifying. I don't have children, but I do have a husband. And when I first started doing this work and I started seeing our marriage through his eyes, I was, I felt so bad about what I was doing because I really, really got it. And it, it changed things so that it changed everything between us. Um, I, that's a whole other story. So let me just say that, um, we just start, we started something today and, if you're like me and you didn't come here for a life half-lived and that con- whatever your version is of that constricted, restricting dress and boots and wanting to do things your way and needing to do things your way, if you're like me in those ways, then let's have a conversation about how this work can help you move forward. So to do that... Go to www.measiwanttobe.com, all spelled out. And then when you get there, there's a video that's going to take you through this experience in a deeper way because we won't be doing like a three-ring. Wendy, Wendy, we're actually in closed mode right now. So I just wanted to say I'm glad you did give your information on how people could follow you. And I did have a couple more questions for you, so we may add them to the notes on the podcast, and that way you can answer them. For instance, your favorite book that changed your life and quotes. So I just want to say thank you so much for being on our show, and you have been amplified, and there's so much more I know that we could do if we had an extra hour, but unfortunately we do not. So we'll have you for a future show. And okay, we'll thanks, guys. Look at how Rosa and my experience of this actually caused the next stage or step to happen towards our transformation. So I want to yeah, thank you. Yeah, that would be great. I want to thank you for your time, and we will go ahead and put all obviously the the following links and information so people can connect with you, and look forward to actually continue this conversation later. That sounds great, Ken. Thanks, thanks. for having me. All right, have bye a great bye. week. Bye bye. You too. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.